Welcome to Living Through the Word, the podcast ministry of the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word. Here we'll bring in different guests from across the diocese and Anglicanism worldwide to discuss topics that matter for your ministry and life today. I'm Julian Dobbs, the Bishop of the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word, and today it's my great pleasure to introduce Henry Jansma. Welcome, Henry. Yes, good evening, Julian. Henry, great to have you with us. Um, you're you're a canon. Um, does that mean you're a big shot? I mean, what what does that mean, Henry? Well, as I understand it, a canon is a minister who's been tasked with extra-parochial responsibility, and my responsibility is as canon theologian for the diocese. Well, uh, you're also a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, brief testimony story: How did you come to follow Jesus? I was a young man in my teens uh, at a uh, youth group at an independent Baptist church in my local town and uh, came to Christ there and then went to Bible college and later seminary and then went to the England for my PhD. Okay, Henry, um, one of the things that you've been so helpful with to me and to many in our diocese and beyond the diocese is reminding us about the importance of ongoing education, continued study of God's Word, and feeding ourselves with the Word of God. Um, just talk to us a little bit about that, because sometimes when uh, ministers finish seminary, they think, I've done all the study, and then lay people think, uh, I'll rely on others to give me uh, reading material. Um, is there a point where this stops, or is it ongoing? No, it is ongoing, because it's really constitutive of the Christian life itself. In the same way that uh, we are uh, going to the Word each day in our own private study, or through the daily office and the lectionary of the day, uh, we should continue our own study independently as well, uh, because God uses all of these to task and uh, prepare us uh, for the ministry or for our Christian life. Uh, the more we ponder, uh, the deeper and the deep things of God become clearer to us. So, Henry, just talk us through how you go about this. You've talked about your daily Bible reading. You've talked about the daily office. You've talked about use of the lectionary. Uh, those are things perhaps we can pick up on another occasion. Are you are you personally still reading books? Yes, I am. Um, I have a, a pattern over the years of what I would call my big read. I, uh, I add that to the daily office after that's concluded. Uh, a big read tends to be one of the multi-volume works that's uh, on my shelf uh, that uh, really needs to be read so many pages a day. And I've done that for quite a number of years, uh, and uh, I found that to be very valuable, um, especially being able to get the whole sense of an important work of theology. I came across a gentleman who told me he knew you, uh, and he said, I know Henry because we, we read some things together. So obviously, at some part of your history, you've been in what I might call um, uh, supervised reading or supervised others in reading various works. Has that been helpful? Well, I found that the way to do that is uh, digitally. We did that online together through gathering uh, a Facebook reading group. And we read uh, The Christian's Reasonable Service by Wilhelmus Abrockel. Uh, and uh, we were able to get through the four volumes in one year, each of us taking a turn writing a summary 
of, uh, of the week's reading and then enabling discussion to follow. So you don't have to be near each other to do this. Okay, and Henry, for those people that might think, I just never, I didn't have the education, I didn't get into a habit of regular reading, uh, what what about uh, Christian audiobooks? Is that something that, that you would encourage? There seems to be a wealth of audio material available through podcasts like this yes, as well. Yes, I think there's uh, the great thing about podcasts is the way in which we'll, they'll bring authors in to discuss uh, their latest uh, work. And uh, that way you get a sense of what the uh, work is about, or they'll make reference to other ones in a quick check while uh, while you're listening. Uh, you can find it and put it on an Amazon list or another list from one of the servers. Uh, another way to do that, of course, is uh, to um, uh, make sure that uh, uh, you get something like Christian Audio. Um, I'm a subscriber to that uh, email. And every month they have a free audio download. Uh, this month, it's uh, John Bunyan's autobiography. Uh, so uh, mm. I would recommend mm. that. I was able to get Calvin's Institutes that way. Uh, numerous other Christian classics uh, that are free. Uh, and then you can download them and listen to them in the car or while you're doing exercise or any other task around the house. So you, you do yes, exercise? Yes, I do, Julian. Week? I do exercise daily. I, uh, I Nordic walk <laughs> each day. <laughs> Well, you have the great heritage to be able to do some Nordic walking, but uh, perhaps we should focus on uh, more uh, more edifying things uh, to our minds, because a couple of weeks ago, I asked you if you would prepare a summer reading list. I was I was somewhat nervous about calling it that, because that indicates that perhaps everybody has time over the summer to read, but I'm hopeful that in the in the course of uh, the, the the summer months that are upon us where there is a little bit of downtime, even if it's not a lot, people might pick up a book and uh, get stuck into some reading to to grow in their faith, to exercise their minds and uh, to bear uh, the fruit of Christ. And you recommended three titles. I want us just to talk about each of them if we could. Uh, firstly, Peter Williams' book, uh, Can We Trust the Gospels? Can you tell us about that? Because surely we can trust the Gospels, but yes, what I an think, intriguing um, name. I, I, I took your brief uh, quite seriously because I wanted to make sure that these were titles either that were short and in a way not demanding to the reader since uh, most people spend their summers uh, reading uh, leisurely uh, or to choose a volume that uh, you could break up into smaller units. Uh, the fourth title that I also recommended was one for children uh, because it, many times families are together in the summer holidays, mm -hmm. and it's great to be able mm -hmm. to read a book together or have a parent read to their children. So with Peter Williams' book, it's that's the short one. Um, you can find uh, him on YouTube lecturing on Can We Trust the Gospels? Uh, and you'll find him a very uh, engaging uh, writer, very clear. It's a very brief book, really. Uh, the best chapter for me personally was Peter's ability to master uh, all the uh, data that's come to us now of details of uh, the ancient world and the time of the writing of the Gospels. There mm. are just passing mm. references to uh, details, to names, geographical places, etc., that uh, we now can confirm as being accurate and relative to the time of an early composition. So uh, that was the sort of takeaway 
chapter for me, particularly in response to uh, the skepticism that is so popular today that's been championed by men like Bart Ehrman. Yes. Okay. So a book for whom, Henry? Who should read this? Uh, it could be read by uh, a high schooler, a, a lay person, um, college student, uh, anyone really who has an interest uh, in apologetically, let's say, uh, in the Gospels. Uh, that would be uh, that would be the best. Okay, so can we trust the Gospels, Peter Williams? Uh, you recommended Kruger's book. People may not know Kruger. Uh, my understanding is that he is becoming more of a, 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 a well-read uh, author. Um, Christianity at the Crossroads. Talk to us a little bit about this. Why did you choose this one? Well, I I found it a fascinating book. Um, the period uh, that he talks about, the second century is one that is relatively unknown by committed Christians. We tend to know about the uh, apostolic period. We tend to know about the period of the great councils. But what happened in between? And Michael Kruger does such a wonderful job. Uh, he has a history, really, of defending the process of canonicity and canon. And uh, he he's able to take the reader really into the world of the second century uh, to describe it to you uh, and the nature of the church. Uh, he has a fascinating chapter on Episcopal government and its rise. Uh, and uh, I, I recommend this book as something that can be read as a group study. We did that here at All Souls, my parish. Both uh, the men and women read this uh, together, and they found it a, a very fascinating and engaging work. It's something that you won't put down uh, across the summer. Sounds absolutely spectacular. And obviously, as we journey back into the very early church, getting a grasp on how the church functioned, uh, what was happening in their context, so impacting us today. Uh, it sounds like a, a fascinating um, read. Uh, you then moved to uh, uh, Lloyd-Jones's book on Old Testament evangelistic sermons. Uh, most people would know uh, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones, but just tell us a little bit about him for any that don't. Yes, Martin Lloyd-Jones uh, was cited by many uh, preachers today that are very well known as being the most influential uh, preacher of their own uh, formation. Uh, and uh, he was for many years at the Westminster Chapel in London. Uh, he came to faith uh, while already a distinguished young physician and, uh, and, and went to Wales and then to London at the start of World War II and had a long and distinguished ministry there. Uh, the the wonderful thing about these sermons is they're all standalone. So uh, if you're on, on vacation and you want something to read, you can pick it up, read one of the sermons and put them down. Uh, and they're a, a wonderful way of understanding, first of all, how one moves from what the text says to what is the biblical principle or the theological principle that is being illustrated in that text. Jones was a master at this. And uh, it's, it's a great work to encourage uh, the believer or to inspire the pastor who's tasked with uh, sermons uh, from the Old Testament. We don't preach from the Old Testament enough, really. No, I agree with you, Henry. Of course, we're, we're re-engaging, and, and, and the lectionary helps us to do this, with the Old Testament, the Word of God for us, not just the New, the Old as well. Uh, so this is great. It sounds like, though, it's got sermons in it. So is this, is this only for clergy, or will you recommend that lay people read this as well? No, I would recommend it to everyone. I mean, for clergy in a specific way, just to to give us uh, some help in how one would tackle uh, a sermon like this. But remember, Lloyd-Jones uh, preached most of these sermons 
uh, in the evening at the Westminster Chapel. Mm. That was their evangelistic mm. service. So uh, they're exactly suited uh, for the layman, uh, indeed for the seeker. Um, I recommended it as something to give to uh, perhaps a Jewish or Muslim friend. Uh, if they'll accept it as a gift, it might be the uh, door that opens the gospel for them. Wonderful. Now, I referenced three books, of course, you gave us for the John Newton book. Talk to us a little bit like this, Simon Carr's book, um, uh, 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 great um, uh, biographies for young uh, believers. Yes, I mean, Simon uh, Carr is a, a wonderful writer, uh, and uh, she has a, a, a way of explaining uh, the lives of these great Christians uh, in, uh, that's engaging, and the illustrations in the books themselves, uh, children find fascinating. Um, my wife and I, Barbara, have uh, given these books out as gifts, uh, either for uh, children that uh, are our godchildren or uh, as mm. for baptism, uh, alongside uh, a first Bible, perhaps, uh, just to get the family started uh, in trying to understand a bit more about uh, those great saints that have gone before us and stood uh, for the gospel in difficult times. Uh, Newton did that, uh, and it's a great segue for a young family then to move uh, to his great classic, um, uh, The, uh, Pilgrim's, the Progress. Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah, which I endeavor to yes. read every year, um, sometimes in uh, its original form and the original English, which I think is so great. Uh, but then um, uh, sometimes I've listened to it with the Christian audio. Um, Henry, these are fantastic works. Um, thank you for sharing them with us. Uh, one work that I want to bring uh, to people's attention, written by John Piper, The Hidden Smile of God. Uh, just over the past few months, there have been some circumstances in my own life and ministry, which I found particularly challenging. And The Hidden Smile of God speaks about the fruit of of affliction in the lives of some great Christian heroes, uh, John Bunyan, we've just referenced him, uh, William Cooper, uh, and David Brainerd. And I, I, I just encourage people to either listen to this or get a hold of the book by Piper, uh, The Hidden Smile of God, particularly if there are circumstances uh, or situations in your own life uh, that uh, you're struggling to find um, uh, how it is that God may be speaking to you. We'll put uh, all of these in the show notes section uh, so you can get connections to them. Henry, it's been great having you with us. Just before you go, tell us about All Souls. You're the minister there. Where is it? Uh, and tell us about that ministry. Uh, yes, Julian, thank you. Uh, all Souls Anglican Church is a church plant in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, we're the uh, only real church in our part of the world uh, from our diocese in New Jersey. Uh, it's been going now for just a little over five years, uh, and uh, we use uh, Evensong as our main service with the Lord's Supper uh, once a month. And uh, the service we use is Evensong uh, because our service is at 4 o'clock. So I think people could find out more. You're um, allsoulsnj.org, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. Excellent. Well, Henry, thank you for being with us today, and thank you for listening. We're encouraged that going through God's Word, uh, learning about God, studying, reading, listening, engaging with one another will help us to grow as disciples of Christ. God bless you.